Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to the this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. This is episode 169, and it is October 23rd, 2023. And this week, we have a special guest. This is a manufacturer that I've worked with for the last few years. And also, he's an exhibitor at the uh, Cars Racing Show, which you're going to continue to hear more about on this podcast. And I would like to introduce you today to Luke Hubble. So Luke from Hubco, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Um, well, um, my name is Luke, of course. Um, no, I'm 20. No. How old am I? My birthday's in a couple of days. Uh, 31. I'm 31. Uh -huh. I'll be 32. Um, yeah, I'm from Michigan. Um, farm family. Um, just kind of got started racing with my dad. And uh I raced UMP um, modifieds and started Hubco in 2018 and uh, been going strong ever since. Just me and the dog and um, putting in lots of hours, but really not work when you enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and I believe that you have a degree of some kind. Am I right? Yep. Engineering? Yep. Yep. Uh, manufacturing engineering at Ferris State University. Um, and how much did that help as you built your business? Um, not at all, really. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, well, it's weird. Like I, um, I didn't really, that was just like a, a passion of mine, right? Like, so um, like if I were just to dream about what I really wanted in life, I'd be like, man, I just want to have my own business and go outside to the race cars every day, drinking coffee and just making cool stuff. And, but with the schooling, I was, uh, used to be an engineer at Amazon and um, designed a lot of their spiral shoots. And before that, um, I worked at a OEM tier three um, supplier company. So I was a machine builder there and built some uh, like robotic cells and stuff. So that, that aspect of schooling helped me with that. It helped me get in there and learn some cool stuff. I think just being um, in the field really helped me the most because it, it's, it's more curiosity than any, anything because um, you just see really cool stuff and where money is really not the problem. And, um, and you kind of try to, well, at least I do is translate that technology to the racing world. And that's maybe where I get a lot of the success or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. so that's, um, the translation between that. But, um, yeah, no, like with engineering stuff, man, that sucks. Like I, I was not cut out for that. It's a lot of, paper pushing and I just needed to be creative and um you know COVID happened and all that and I was working from home and <laughs> I actually got um in trouble for using the um, design software at home using you know designing my own stuff so um <laughs> but yeah no it's weird man it's, it's just weird how everything lines up um that day um I got <laughs> I got let go it didn't really bum me out really much because I was running hubco on the side and um I had a, like a flat tire on my truck and like it's just weird how, uh, I don't know, life tries to bring you down, but um, yeah, you just got to keep a positive attitude, PMA. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know, just keep chugging through and there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So when you started Hubco, it was really your side gig and you were still working a full-time job until, yeah. until yeah. that time. 2019, I quit um, where I was working there as an engineer and um yeah. And I was only, I was doing Hubco for about a year and I was like, man, this is a, I, I don't even think I would, I would have, I would have did Hubco full time unless I got pushed, you know, pushed out in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's cool. You know, it's just like, okay, that's uh, and I always felt like God would tell me when you'll know when you know, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when I know. So, um, and, uh, and then it's just like the worst thing that can happen is, um, uh, you know, you can go back for working for the man again. And, um, I don't want to live life later down the road saying, I wish I would have, man, like just do it now. I, I mean, I don't have any kids. Um, you know, I'm married and I have the dog and, uh, real supportive family. So it's makes it, you know, pretty easy. And, uh, I know everybody can't really do that, but definitely encourage it <laughs> if you can. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is sometimes you just have to take the leap. Yeah. And 
And just, uh, you know, one thing I like to say is, you know, a, a true entrepreneur, you know, you jump off the cliff and then you figure out how to build the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, done is better than perfect. Like you said. Oh, that is so around my absolutely. And, and I remember like, when you told me that it's like, ding, 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 ding. It's like, yeah, dude, like you can sit here and spin your wheels, spin your wheels. And um, I got to get this. I got to get the right funding. Dude, I had $20 in my bank account when I uh, started Hubco. Like legit, I was you know, just putting money towards racing and all this and all that. Like I, when it's time to go, it's time to go, you know, and, and everything will just kind of fall into place. That sounds so crazy and irresponsible, but I'm telling you, that's exactly the way it was. Well, I think when you're willing to work, um, yeah. you know, I started Crate Insider uh, with my credit card and I charged the web guys fee on my credit card. <laughs> That's, yeah. I started with less than zero. And so, you know, you know what, it makes a much better story than, sure. you know, well, you know, I, I wrote a business plan and, and I got a loan for, you know, $500,000 and I started a business and now it's worth $550,000 10 years later is not like, there's no good in that story. Yeah. I know it seems scarier, you know, it's just like, what's motivation. It. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's stressful to try to have all the right answers when you don't need to have all the answers just take one step you know mm -hmm. how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time it's just day by day baby yes absolutely yeah. yes one thing at a time and, and anybody who's watching us live of course we're live on both facebook and youtube if you have any comments or questions feel free to drop them in the comments and uh you know also just let us know where you're listening from or watching from i see scott is here and he is um he's always the first one here and he says happy monday from california the land of sunshine and earthquakes man that sounds nice well, yeah. Part, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than the fires and the earthquakes and the droughts and the, and the floods and, hmm, and so many people everywhere. <laughs> Have you ever been out there? Um, no, but I, uh, no, I mean, I think I've been out there, um, just like for travel, like Las Vegas and maybe did, you know, dip my toe in there for like when we were driving or something, but, um, no, Hawaii, man, Hawaii is a spot. I've been, I was, uh, I was there. I was in Oahu during the fires. That was pretty crazy. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I've been there. My big thing is like I love to go there after the car show because because oh. like I'm just, you know, burnt out and stressed out, you know, just from, you know, holidays and all that, you know, Black Friday stuff and, uh, you know, just take a break. And that's just perfect. Yeah. That's it's a cheap. great idea. I swear to you, it's so cheap, like not so cheap, but. I mean, out of Grand Rapids, you can fly out of Grand Rapids to uh, to uh, Honolulu for like 500 bucks. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's not bad at all. <laughs> I'm flying to Iowa in a couple of weeks and it's more than that. What I think. Why, what's in Iowa? Um, my dad's being inducted into the Iowa Dirt Racing Hall of Fame and Museum. What? Yeah. Hype. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool. So anybody who's listening, Dick Schiltz is my dad. I know it, it you know, with our names and stuff, it doesn't always get put together, but um, sure. yeah, it's super cool. So um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You can do a podcast there. Oh, probably not. No, no, yeah. no. I won't have any equipment or anything. Sure. I mean, I know I could always go from a phone or something, but I'll yeah. try to take some pictures. Better quality than that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. you know, a lot of times when I travel, I just want to really enjoy and want to be present, yeah. you know, when I'm doing it. And so maybe that's my age, which I am not going to talk about on the show. It's nice that you <laughs> mentioned yours, but um, I am ageless. I don't admit my age at all anymore. Um, cool. But yeah, I'm not, I don't really live on social media. I kind of took a break from social media for a while, um, like a little digital detox, basically. And that's yeah. when I assigned like Tori, Tori, the podcast producer, she also does um, almost all of our Facebook and, and uh, all of our social stuff, video shout editing. Tori. Yes, yes. Big shout out to Tori for all the hard yeah. work she does for that's sure. Nice. Yes. <laughs> oh, and Dave has a comment here. Do you, you know, Dave, of course. My man, Dave. Yes. And he says, Kate, you'll love it so much. You may just have to stay up here. <laughs> um, Dave, I, you know, I grew up in Waterloo, Iowa. <laughs> I'm really familiar with Iowa. And uh, I have to say, I mean, I like, I like living in, in North Carolina. I yeah. Like I, uh, speaking of Iowa, I went down there and seen Dave and I spent a day with him. Dude, that was, uh, that was a big turning point for me too. Like, uh, I mean, kind of like a mentor figure, you know, like uh, he was just kind of enough to spend a day, you know, kind of showed me around and I just asked him a bunch of questions and uh, 
worked on a project together and just, uh, you know, I, I'm just a nobody just, but he still would do that for me. And, um, even still to this day, like I can ask him any question about, um, business or, um, anything he'll shoot you straight. And I, I, I really think, you know, the whole racing community feels the same way. It's just one of those, uh, I don't know, just staples that it's just good old guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how old he is, but I would say grappa, you know, good, like the grappa, grappa racing, but, um, yeah, that's my own words, I guess. Oh yeah. Dave and I, um, get great relationship. And that's actually how I met you was through Dave. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty wild. And you know, how, I guess you're now in like your fifth year of business. Yep. How does it, how does it feel like, you know, how do you, how do you feel about your progression as a, as a racing business owner? Uh, good. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's so critical not to compare yourself to others. Um, in that regard, like, of course you do. Um, man, I want to be like this, this and that inspiration wise, but, um, yeah, like I have, I have short-term goals and just what I want to do. Um, and I look for consistency and, uh, and I'm happy with that each year. Well, for three years in a row now, um, over 200 lifts made and sold. So, um, that's kind of cool to put your hat on, you know, um, and just releasing new products. Um, I think that's important and just staying, um, motivated, you know, and it's cause when you're by yourself all day, you know, you can get pretty burnt out or just, um, tripped up on some stuff or whatever, but, um, it, it's just, I don't want to say like you're, you get, you get kind of veteranized to that kind of stuff in a way, but you do. And, uh, you learn that, um, whether it's good or bad, you know, you got new stuff coming on the way or, um, new sales on the way and, um, different kinds of, um, techniques to bring that stuff in and you, you get, um, you get a better arsenal of, or not, yeah, better arsenal of kind of how you feel about yourself and the business and, and how you can take on new, uh, challenges. And I think that's how I've been growing, you know, just Mm -hmm. being able to, um, take on new stuff, um, grow in that aspect. I've got a new plasma table coming on the way soon. Um, actually probably be the top of December, but I'm excited about that. So I'll have the CNC, uh, mill and have the plasma. So I won't have to outsource that because everything's in house and I take great pride in that. Um, so yeah, the, the five-year journey, you know, what the 80% of businesses fail or something like that in five years. So, um, yeah, if I can do it, anybody can do it, you know. And another thing is like you probably look look downtown, uh, or at least I did, and you'll see like a uh shout out to all the comics out there, but there's just like a comic book store, like right downtown, like really nice real estate. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, man, if, if they can make it, like why can't we, you know, why can't we do that? It's just you know, um, and then you get you get in it and uh it's like, yeah, man, it's not that hard. You got it, you know. Oh yeah, those are the famous famous that last words in my office is like, well, it can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, is it really that hard? Like, yeah, it can't be that hard. That's yeah. it's literally what you know. It's it's uh, that is the the words of doom on that. Um, and and I can understand like where you're at. I'm not that much farther ahead. I mean, ten years versus five years, but That's huge, yeah. um, or it will be like the ten year anniversary. So we're in our tenth year, but. Uh, one thing I, I had to change my mindset on that too, about seeing other racing businesses, you know, like I see the, you know, for, for me, since I'm a, a retailer, you know, I see Speedway and Summit Jags, yeah, you know, like yeah. you're like the Walmarts of, of racing yeah. and, like, and here I am like this, you know, back then I was in my little two bedroom apartment and, you know, shipping from another shop and, and rather than thinking, you know, oh man, I'll never get there. The, instead, the way that I think about it is, you know what? They show that it's possible, except for they got a 60 year head start on me. Yep. So, okay, I'm doing pretty darn good. You know, yep. I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and uh, kind of go from there. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's like they say, it like takes, takes 10 years to become an overnight success. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I think back 10 years from now, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. just kind of really getting into my own racing. And um, yeah, you're right. It's just like it kind of plants the seeds. And that that's another thing is like planting seeds of 
um, good things and, and, um, and being good to your customers and being good to your suppliers and just uh, getting the right foot forward kind of thing. You know, it's just, just the little things like, yeah, it's. Yeah. Things. And the hardest thing is managing growth. That's, it's not, it's easy to start. It's managing growth is the hard part. You know, yeah. what happens when the phone rings off the hook or right now there are like 349 emails in my inbox that have come over, you know, over the weekend. And I was on the phone all day and I just couldn't even get to the emails. So, sure. <laughs> you know, wow. I, I, I want to be able to, you know, serve and do and, and be the best at customer service, but I just can't do it by myself anymore. So yeah, that's where, that's where I've got help and, and that's great, but I haven't even gotten to my email. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's another thing too. It's just, it's, um, you know, I, like I, I, everything I do, I do it myself. And it's, so it's like, it's a quality thing too. So I know everything that leaves here is, is good, you know, and I can hang my head on that. Um, but like you're saying, um, you gotta, at some point you gotta delegate. And, uh, if you want to keep saying and, and really growth and I mean, cause I mean, we both know there's about 10 things that we could probably do, but if we just had another one of us, um, it would make it a lot easier. And, you know, training and all that stuff is so critical. And, um, you know, and then you look yeah. at like with Speedway and what they probably have to do in like what they're, and I just look at like waste. I hate waste. Mm -hmm. and it's Same like, here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like, I can't imagine um, the hours that might be wasted and then it just drives you nuts. And it's like, I'll just do it myself. And then, then, you know, it's just a circle like, uh, but you're right. You got to definitely hire people to grow. Yeah. So we try to do our best to try to create systems is, mm. and, you know, systems, especially for things that are going to be repeated, yeah. but not necessarily on the daily, but, but there again, I mean, even like, how to do shipping. I think we've got, you know, an SOP, you know, a, a, a standard operating procedure procedure for anybody to do that stuff right. um, and keep like a whole um, using project management software and, yep. and just that way it's got a place to live on the cloud so that I, so that I don't go through an, yet another hard drive that crashes and takes all the information with it. Cause I've done yeah. that before. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's uh, you know, back to that um, SOP stuff and, like my big thing is every day I start the day the same. I'll work out, I read the Bible and I get my chores done. My chores are uh, at least one lift a day and uh, then I'll get one for shipping. And that's every day. Like it's um, I don't do anything else until I get that done. And so it's just chores, you know, then you get that mm -hmm. stuff done and you can go play and do other stuff. And, um, you know, like and I made, you know, some standard operating procedures for like the lifts and stuff. So if I ever because my big goal is like I want to sell Hubco and go on something different. And so like, I, I'll have that, you know, in place just, and just making yeah. little, uh, documents on the ways to make it, you know, a little bit easier. And, um, you know, that kind of stuff could be easily divvied out and intern or whatever, you know? Oh, I mean, it makes it so much easier and to have somebody fresh kind of go through it and then you can see where the holes are, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for us, a lot of times there's, there's tasks that we don't do every day but I don't want to have to relearn how to do it six months from now. I mean, we end up building several websites. And so now I've got like, uh, like here's the whole documentation of like step-by-step step of which, which thing we're going to do, which thing we're going to do next. Cause um, we do that in my office as well. That's kind of a separate company, but, but we do that. Yeah. For anybody who needs even, a website. Yeah, even just like a quick <laughs> screen capture or whatever, like click this, this and that. Yeah. And then like the wording kind of gets weird. Like you got to, you know, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's just, uh, yes. Watch them run through it. And it's like, why did you do it like that? Well, that's what it says. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. And uh, we got a couple comments here. So Shane says right on both of you for what you've done. Thank you so much. Appreciate oh, that. And Dave is back and he says employees are the worst part of growing business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah. He He's got a yeah. bunch. He used to. Yeah. Now he's, yeah. he's, he's down to just a few. And, um, I know it was a challenge for me, you know, when I tried to hire an assistant and I wanted an assistant who would just kind of mm, be like a Swiss army knife of just yeah. kind of whatever I need, I you know? Yeah. There's not, it, not that there would be a particular task, but I want you to be able to do this and this and this, and I I'll train you. Um, but 
I guess I'm a, I'm a little intense. And so there were a few Dude, that's people. That's exactly it. That's I'm <laughs> like, I expect people to have that same drive as what I do. And that's not fair. Like I can't, I can't do that to people. And, and I, I totally realize that, but like, um, man, I, I, you know, if I'm paying for something like you gotta, you gotta show up and work as hard as I do, you know? Um, I, that's just, I know it's not fair, but dude, that's so hard not to get It's, it's hard to get out of that thinking. Well, I'm, I'm Gen X and, and so we're about as hardcore as it gets. So all the, the Gen X videos that you see, like on TikTok, those are true. <laughs> like just yeah. all of them, all of them, all of them that I've seen. Um, but I have to say I loosened up a lot during COVID because, yeah, oh, absolutely. Cause Tori and I were still working together. It was just the two of us. And I had like my, I had like my four or five people that I interacted with, you know, when, when we were all scared and, you know, nobody talked to anybody or saw anybody in person and right. stuff. And, uh, you know, it was during that, I was like, okay, yeah, if you're sick or your kids are sick, like, we're going to figure out a solution here because, you know, and if I'm sick, I'll let you know. And, you know, we don't want to, I'm just saying at first, I know we kind of look at it a little bit differently these days, but, but back then when nobody knew and we were, there's all the fear that was out there. Um, I loosened up and a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, man, fear will kill you. I'll tell you, I, I really live my life. I strive not to fear anything. I mean, I'm not like pompously or anything like that, but, um, yeah, whatever you fear will come upon you, man. It's, uh, it's so true. Oh yeah. I mean, if you live in that fear, I mean, I think there's healthy fear, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, there's, there's a healthy amount of fear, but unrealistic fear or like yeah. fear of the unknown is fear mongering just fear porn, all that stuff. Just, Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it, your brain's like a, you know, like a radio. If you don't, if you don't like what you're hearing or just turn, turn the channel. You know, um, I know it's easier said than done. And, you know, there's brain chemicals and all there, like all that stuff. But um, it, it's mindset is huge, 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 huge. So, you know, when you're not working, what do you try to do to take a break? What hobbies do you have any other hobbies other than racing? I don't want to call racing. a yeah, hobby. But. Well, <laughs> I, I so I built those those cool cruisers and uh, I tell you, I get it such a kick driving those things downtown. Cooler um, cruisers. Yeah. Tell me about them. Um, so it's, uh, so it's based on like the Milwaukee stuff, the pack out. Right. Um, but it's, a it's, a pretty much, it looks like a quad, um, but you can ride on it and it's, so you ride on a cooler, right. Okay. And, uh, it's got a short wheelbase. It's pretty small. It's got the radio in the back. You can customize it however you want. And, uh, it, it's just a who it goes about 40 mile an hour. Um, really? Yeah. It's got full suspension front and rear and, uh. <laughs> It's so fun. And, uh, just getting the people's reactions downtown and, um, I get a real big joy out of that. And I, I really like traveling. Um, just, uh, just looking at cool stuff, you know, nature, dude, I, I love, I could stare at trees and birds for so long. Just, um, I don't know. That sounds so weird, but it just inspires me. I, I just, um, if not that, then it's, it's not really work, but it's, um, I just like being in the garage and tinkering, you know, in the shop. Um, mm -hmm. I like, I've been getting into Adobe Premiere and making videos. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get a backlog of, uh, you know, shop videos and um, kind of go on that stem for a little bit. And uh, I really want to get That's a classic. We use. Yeah, we use, we use Adobe, Adobe Premiere Pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried Final Cut and I really didn't, I didn't really like Final Cut. And uh, Adobe really seems to run better on my Mac and, uh, it's just cool kind of that creative element of things. The whole Adobe suite is really cool. And then using AI with that, it's, man, you can get a whole rabbit hole and just, I don't know. And then uh, I really like to play um, piano. I'm pretty good at piano. Wow. Um, I've played drums my whole life and guitar. And uh, I play um, worship band and stuff like that. And uh, I've been, but dude, 20 minutes of piano a day, just kind of going through your, uh, your keys and, it's it's uh it's fun because then you can like if you hear someone on the radio like oh let me try to play that and you just and you can do it and you just run like gospel fills and stuff like that if i see a piano like out in the uh out in the world or something i'll get on it and just rip a little jam it's so fun like i don't know music so does cool. a lot yeah well 
and I can see that with an engineering mind, you know, engineering and music, a lot of times go I together and engineering, racing and, and, uh, music. It's like a trifecta, like Carl Edwards, like he's big mm -hmm. into music too. I guess he's got like a recording studio. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. I saw him speak at PRI several years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. Um, I think it's because math is boring until you get to a certain point and you realize that math can be creative. Yeah. So it's like you need all of those building blocks to be able to understand yeah. like the, the basics. Um, and most people don't go beyond that. I mean, it's like I, my mind was opened to math. Now I, I don't do like, I don't do any of the higher math like that, no, but yeah. I can see where, okay, that just got creative, you know, then you yeah, get you appreciate it. theory. Yeah. And, and I, I think music is, is very much that same way. There's, yeah. there's that trudge of having to practice your piano 20 minutes a day. And then at some point, you know, I don't play piano. Um, I don't play any I instruments like that. You love it. Yeah. Um, I tried, I bought a keyboard one time Did and I didn't. Yeah. Um, I, it seemed like something I would like. Um, yeah. I don't have, mm, I wasn't instantly good at it. And there's a lot of other things that I'm instantly good at. So, yeah. so it wasn't, it wasn't as fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like curiosity, I think really keeps you into things too. Keeps you, yeah. keeps it going, you know? Um, well, I think what's cool now is like so much is available on YouTube. I think mm -hmm. whatever you're interested in, you could find somebody who could be at your level and that could, you know, take you down the path. Right. Um, yeah. So like my thing is my hobby besides my Lego collection, which you can kind of see, I got, in, got into Legos this year. I don't oh, know yeah, why. Like I just did. I, there's just a couple of lame ones, but I no, got good I ones here. Um, like Legos and quilting. I used to really? quilt. I never learned. Yeah. I never learned for like from my mom or anything. I got a sewing yeah. machine. I got her sewing machine, but I had a friend show me how to thread it. So like I learned how to like from reading books and then I hadn't done it in like 12 years. And it was just this year I was, I was just watching YouTube because I watch a lot of YouTube and I don't know, I came across like this quilting thing and I was like, Ooh, that looks really fun. I think I'll do that. And so that's what I do for fun. And that's cool. Um, bought a new sewing machine and, and Dang. design and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love me a good quilt. Good. <laughs> Especially like the, like the hand-me-downs like that your mom will give you or whatever, you know, it's like, I don't know. They just always seem to, they're, it's like the perfect weight and versus, um, like he, I don't know. It's just, it just feels yeah. good, soft and yeah. I, I, like I think I like the designing of them, you know, and then oh, yeah. you pick out all the things and yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's interesting. I like to keep it interesting. So there's still a bunch of those I want to do. Yeah, have your own wardrobe here pretty soon. Oh, I don't do clothes. I only do oh, flat yeah. things so I can, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do clothes. No, no. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I can like, you know, fix a, fix a seam or something, but sure. no, I don't do clothes. <laughs> no funny. desire to make you, my own clothes come to the car show and you're like devil's wear prada and just <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 but oh. yeah but i do like making quilts it's fun uh let's see oh go ahead oh uh shane has a comment here he says get you a shop dog they make a great co-worker but i think yeah, you have my luck. yeah he's my man he uh he was a rescue from uh, louisiana and oh. uh, he got dispersed during the hurricanes down there. And uh, I've had him. He'll be five in November. And I've had him since he's one. But, yeah, he goes every day. goes to shop. He goes to, like, Menards and Home Depot with me. And they, they all know him and give him treats. And so it's cool. <laughs> That's he, uh, super fun. Yeah, he's my best friend for sure. Yeah. And how yeah. did you end up getting a rescue dog from Louisiana? Well, um, so it's like a – it's a it was like a foster dog. It was supposed to be a foster dog. And we – we're going to keep them right away, but, um, there's pause of hope. It's a company up here mm -hmm. that works with, um, you know, shelters down there, apparently because mm -hmm. that shelter down there had, uh, all outdoor, um, space for the dogs. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really get water very much and it's really hot down there. So they really work with that, um, place down there. So especially gotcha. with the hurricanes, but they shipped them up here and, uh, we rescued and picked them out online and yeah, it was cool. He's the best. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your products. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who's not even familiar with what you do, yeah. um, I know it's, I mean, these are like, 
I don't know. I, the way I think about the podcast is if is like when I'm talking to my guests that this is we're just having a conversation like we would normally have, which yeah. is exactly what we're doing. Yeah. And um, and that y'all are just listening in. So, you know, feel free, feel feel free to be part of the conversation if you're watching yeah. us us live. But, you know, tell us tell us a little bit like what was the first product that you really, you know, kind of created and came out with? Yeah, it was uh, it was my lifts that I do. Um, let's see. My first we're on rendition number five right now. Um, and I built my first one just out of necessity. Um, I just seen how um, much I needed one and they were expensive. Like, And I was a machine builder at the time. And um, so like, all right, well, I'm just going to try to build one and do it. It was a nightmare. Like it weighed 175 pounds. And I actually snuck into work during second shift to build it. Um, <laughs> going between buildings. It was a dude. It was crazy. It was seriously crazy. Um, I would have gotten in big trouble if I. Yeah, see, me and other workplaces it just don't get along, I guess, for some reason. <laughs> um, always mixes with racing. But anyway, so I built that and uh it was tall. It was it was taller than the most. And and uh other people um around the tracks and stuff say, Hey, did you build that? So yeah, can you build me one? I said, Yeah, sure. Um, but I didn't want to go through that again because that was a nightmare. Like I didn't even like weld it on a table, like it was um just just a hodgepodge, you know, just try it out whatever like i said it was really heavy and uh and so i made another one and it was um a little better you know and uh i just kept getting better at it um just different designs and stuff like that and that was that was my, really my first bread and butter product um and i think yeah but that my well the one that got me in trouble with uh with work was that steering wheel adapter during covid and all that Everybody went to iRacing, and so I made that, uh, um, you know, quick release for your steering wheels because the iRacing, you know, is like a stock setup for the computer. They're really small wheels, so I wanted to make it so you could put your regular racing wheel on there. So I made a 3D printed adapter for that, and uh, that really went off well. And that's that's what I that's that soft that's what I use that software for at work and got in trouble for. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the second one. Then I had the the body tools. Um, that was really cool and uh, just really kind of splayed out from there. Yeah. So you've got the the hammer and the edge roller, which yep. I have on my shelf. Yeah. And and um, t tell us about those. I mean, I it was when you were putting your own body on your car and you're like, oh, I really need this tool or this could be better or less expensive or, you know, um, was there something out there that was similar to that that you? Yeah you know, that you were inspired by. Yeah, for sure. So I worked with, uh, I worked with pool on that and, uh, it was, he had, a he had something from Germany. It was like a Wuko or something like that. And, um, uh, I went over his house and, um, we are working on some other stuff, um, for the race car. And he showed me, he's like, man, you should make this. And, uh, it's like, man, looking at it, took some pictures and, uh, kind of got bored and I started, you know, crunching some stuff and designing some stuff on, on the CAD and, um, kind of looking around for more inspiration. And then like McMaster car had something similar to it. And I looked at more pictures and they had uh, something that was a little bit wider. And, uh, so I just started playing with it and, uh, building it. I had, man, it just seems like every single thing I make, it's three, three things to get it right. So three renditions and like the third one is, it's pretty good and then you can build off that but um so i did that and uh that was fun um it was just a it's just one of those things where you see it and it's like okay i we got to do that you know it's uh something like it's inexpensive to where you don't need um to buy like those plastics you know for the the wheel well and stuff like that i mean you spend 100 bucks for the whole car on that when you know you could you're probably gonna have to do it twice a year you're gonna mm -hmm. do your body twice and you know right there there's an edge roller you know and it makes it stronger and it makes it look cool and um it's just uh just new technology you know young farts like us are coming up I, yeah i love it and i love how some of your products seem so obvious after the fact yeah I mean, I think those are so like yeah. why didn't this exist before this is just crazy um yeah. I, I think one of my my actual favorite product from you that I now can't think of what the name of it is. It's the body straightener. It's the, oh, yeah. with the wheels. What's it called? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The body straightener. 
Yeah, but it's it, yeah, it's body something. But I yeah, love that. It's it's so smart. And yeah, dude, I I mean, I because I was when I was racing and stuff like that. Um, like I was pretty much a one man band, me and the wife, or just me and my dad. You know, usually and um, I mean, just taking out body panels and then you lose you know, the, the body bolts and you're searching the grass and you're just in a hurry and just, uh, um, you know, my wife didn't want to straighten out panels cause you're beating stuff with a hammer and just loud and all that, you know, so it's, it's, everything's out of necessity. And, uh, and that goes back to like the, my work days working for the man and you like seeing those machines there, like uh, sheet metal straight or not sheet metal straightener, but, um, just like big rollers and stuff like that. And like, and then you say, well, I wonder if I could use that in racing or whatever. And, um, I had so many different renditions of that body straightener too. Um, you know, he spent a lot of money on just knickknacks and um, just building stuff. And then you try it and then you try it out and then you run out of stuff to try it out on. Um, <laughs> and you got to ask other people, Hey, can I try this on your car? And um, but yeah, yeah, you no, crashed I, this weekend or got run into. Can I borrow your, <laughs> yeah, I like going <laughs> to the, right, the track and just uh, straighten out people's cars for them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, but no, yeah. So it's, it's all that kind of stuff is out of necessity, like say, and I think that's, uh, if I, if I, if I think it's cool, then probably other people will think it's cool too. And, uh, and that goes with any, anybody, you know, it's like, if you, if you think something's cool, well, I'm sure probably other people will think it's cool too, you know? Yeah. Now, has that been kind of the mantra of what's kind of worked out for you or has there been... Okay, because I've definitely gone like on the other deep end of things. Like, I think this is awesome. I think everybody will love this, and then it's like flops on its face. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it, uh, like I always say, like the um, the first thing I always say, like when I started something, like I started a project, a product or anything, they'll say, uh, like you know, it'd be cool if, or you know, it'd be sweet, and then da 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 da, every <laughs> single time. And, yeah, like, it can't my, be that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Like, I think we have 13 products now that are unique to us, um, you know, and uh, I, I'm pretty proud of that. Like the the tire wash deal, that, that was pretty special. That went pretty viral um, this summer, and we're on our second rendition of that, too, uh, for late model tires. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's, uh, you can, and actually the big thing is like taking it to the tracks. You know, if uh, another entrepreneur, something wants to buy one, and you take it to the track, and then you charge people you know, $10 for four tires for 10 minutes or something like that. Um, you know, two day shows, there's nowhere to wash your tires really. And, uh, you can do it all right there. I haven't seen that one. So, um, can you describe it? Yeah. So you just put uh, it's like a rotisserie for your tires. So you put, uh, all your tires in this, uh, rack and, Mm -hmm. uh, there's, it's a pretty much a car wash for your tires. So you just, it rolls on there and, uh, there's brushes on top and there's a sprayer on the bottom and just sprays the tires. So, you wash your car and uh, your tires will be washed in the meantime so they don't get dried out. You do them all at once. And then also it's a dual purpose too. So you can uh, you can groove your tires on it. You can uh, cipher tires right on it. And so that way you're not taking it off the tire machine. It's a thoroughbred, right? So it's uh, back to manufacturing purposes. Anything you have to touch more than once, it's a waste. And right. uh, so, you know, taking that nut off the tire machine each time, putting your tire on there. Um, where you can just put them all in there once, do it all you got to do, and it's done. Sounds really so, cool. Yeah, thanks. And I see Bob is here saying hi. What's up, and, Bob? Uh, yeah, but Bob has is the inventor of the tire spinner. What's up? Yeah, so oh, it's yeah. kind of fun. We're talking about that. tire wash, and uh, and Bob has the tire spinner. So, you What's know, up, Bob? Luke and Bob, you know, now you're meeting each other here on the Are podcast. You, uh, you going to the car show? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I need to talk to Bob about that because I think it'd be great. I think he'd do You're awesome. There. Yeah. 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 So I'm. I, it's on my list to talk to Bob about coming down to cars. Well, I, I can say firsthand awesome. that it's uh, it's wild. Like I, that was my first ever thing I've ever did. Like, uh, you know, I asked Dave hooked me up on that. And uh, I kind of asked him, like, what he, was he doing this year for trade shows? And he said with you and us. And uh, that was the first one I ever went to. And it just blew my mind. Like, I didn't. I didn't even expect the sales from that. Like, um, I didn't really know. Well, I've been to PRI before that, and um, it's it's smaller than PRI, but it hits harder than PRI, I think. Um, you know, and I just feel like the vendors are less uh, burnt out, maybe. Um, 
yeah it's all good it's it's good well, vibes our audience is is just um so specific is what it is so <laughs> we we don't have really drag racing stuff or hot rod stuff we have <clears throat> some asphalt you know we're always trying to grow the asphalt part of the show i'm just yeah. telling you we are um For i'd sure. also like to grow the small car part of the show i'd love to have some mini sprints and yeah. you know mini outlaws carts i'd love to have some of that at the show but at the end of the day we're a circle track dirt show i yeah. mean we, we we really um have a lot of a lot of the manufacturers there, there's some crossover you know between all of them and, and some of those other ones but sure. and that's who the audience is they're racers so yeah. it's not um it's not really people that are just coming to you know kick the tires on race cars they yeah. they want to you know more than likely they're gonna put their foot on the nose and see how it springs up and and look at the back yeah, and <laughs> see yeah. the suspension and <laughs> well, see in person yeah. feel it touch it yeah. And oh, and Bob says, oh. you know, hey, I need to check your stuff out, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, Luke's got some great, great stuff. You've got a new product here recently. I know we still need to shoot a video on it, um, but yeah. uh, the strong arm. So tell yeah. us a little bit about the strong arm. Yeah. So that's again, out of necessity. Like I, I got sick and tired of getting ratchet straps, changing, uh, you know, bar angles and all that kind of stuff. Like I just needed an, an extra hand. Like, you know, you're always like reaching, try to pull stuff and like, Ah, just a nightmare. And I, I, you know, like the linear actuator um, has so many different purposes that, you know, it's lightweight and uh, um, it's strong, really strong, like 1300 pounds um, pull and push. And, uh, you know, that'll get you out of trouble a lot. And I, you know, just separating ball joints, uh, all that kind of stuff. And it, it's made to do so you can do it with one person, you know, and you're not, and you're in a hurry and you're in your race suit and you're trying to reach stuff and just, you know, yeah, it can be a lot easier and why not make it easier and, and especially do it for a, a nice price. And I love to make things that you can use for multiple things. So like, you know, with that strong arm, you know, you could, there's so many different things that you could use it for. Like you could even uh, tie your car down with it, like in the trailer, like <laughs> if you wanted to, you know, it's uh, anything you use a rat strap for, you can use it with that or like a, a pry bar. Um, I've seen guys use it to um, push out like dents or bars, like, uh, um, you know, driver door bars, um, all that kind of cool stuff. So it's it's kind of like a it's electric quarter power is the best way to put it, you know. Yeah. And ratchet straps can be confusing. I mean, Annoying. Yeah. I love yeah. to watch people struggle with ratchet straps. It's funny. They <laughs> hit it. Actually have, you know, it's, it's funny. You talk about tying your car down and, and I, so I have a story. So when I moved, uh, this is many years ago, but I moved from North Carolina to Idaho mm -hmm. and I was driving, I had all my stuff packed in the U-Haul and I was, I was putting my, I was towing my car out there. Well, I don't know anything about how to tie down a car. I mean, despite sure. growing up and racing, I mean, I just never did. So the people at the U-Haul place did it. And I, I think it was just maybe a couple of teenagers or something, but I get to Kansas. So I'm just halfway across the country and my car is sitting where it is so off center. I mean, because like Kansas is nothing but wind and, you know, and, and whipping the trailer around. And I mean, it moved my car. Like I, I end up <laughs> going to U-Haul place. And I'm like, what, you know, what can I do here? Because it's it's so, it's so to the left side. Like you can't Help. get in the door, nothing. <laughs> and uh, when I took it to the U-Haul place, they were like, th for a while, they thought they might have had to get like a crane or a tow truck or something to like yeah. lift up my car and then move it over. But I guess it was light enough because it was just like a little Nissan. And and I think a couple of guys just kind of scooted it over. Just but push it over. Yeah, but but That's I think fun. the big reason is that it just wasn't tight tight enough on yeah. the ratchet straps. Cause I think ratchet straps are one of those things where like tying down a car is, I don't care what you're tying down. Whenever you think it's tight, go like another two, three, five turns or whatever. Oh dude. Yeah. I've lost a race car on a trailer. Like even the, oh, really? yeah, it was pretty bad. We had to go get the, the tractor from the farm and push it. it. It like fell down an embankment and everything. Uh, well, and that was actually, it wasn't due to ratchet straps. Um, my, I thought my grapple hooked off the trailer. Right. And just didn't double check it. And, didn't put the latch down and you know we were going to pull out and went up a bump and lost the whole trailer and car right down a hill it was yeah those are the early days there and then oh, uh, i remember man. i remember having uh back in my street stock days i had a i um rat strapped down my car 
and I had a block underneath the rear end, you know, and ratchet strapped down on the block. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you went over a bump and that block came loose. Well, now the ratchet straps are loose and, uh, just, yeah, it came down too. And, but there's, there's actually ratchet strips out there now that, um, are like self-locking. I've seen some TikTok or something on that. And like, mm -hmm. so he like smashes a, a package and the ratchet strap, um, stays tight. It's kind of cool. I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. Wow. That's cool. So yeah, you've mentioned TikTok a couple of times. And so are you, are you a big TikTok watcher? No. Well, um, <laughs> yes and no. Like, um, just pretty much went on the crapper or something, you know, just like, or in the traffic <laughs> light, uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, I definitely need to do a better job at that content stuff. Um, I'm definitely no content creator um, with that. You know, I'd like to do better at that. Like I said, I'm getting a better backlog of videos kind of stored up here, but um, there is some really cool stuff on TikTok. And I, you know, I pull inspiration from TikTok, like um, just not like conspiracy st stuff, but like uh, just all kinds of stuff, man. You just pull it in, make it your own. And you just kind of stuff that you kind of look at and, oh, that's kind of cool. Just yeah. I mean, I think there's inspiration can be anywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not usually spend a whole lot of time on a social media. Like I said, I kind of took a break from it for a while and, and now it's like a little difficult to get back into it, but I, but I try cause I want to kind of keep up with a little bit about what's going on with, with people. And, um, yeah, I ran across a video that I think came from TikTok, And so I know I just, I just did a funny one here recently with the, yeah, you'll check it out. Bentley versus race car. That was fun. Yeah, see like that. Kind yeah. of stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's just ridiculous and fun or, mm -hmm. you know, the, the hard part on TikTok when you're a business and you tell them that you're a business account, you can't use any good music, like no decent sounds. Like you're just like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't think I can even hum it in the background or I'm going to be, you know, whatever copyright strikes and things like that. So it makes yeah, it I, that's what, that's what's fun, I think, about it. Because then you can like I'll and that's what kind of the inspiration part goes about is like you'll hear like something like a clip from somebody else and then you'll get an idea of. Okay, so if I put this kind of audio with this, you know, just that whole um, composition is, is intriguing to me. And especially when you can make your own art and make your own music or, you know, music and um, oh, you're, yeah. you're, 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 you know, you're good with that. It can be kind yeah. of fun. That yeah. would be you that it's doing the your music. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yep. Oh, and, and Bob did mention that he says he's seen your strong arm and, uh, you know, yeah, it's a good idea. So. Oh. Bob, you need to come to the show, brother. We can, uh, we can, we can go out to dinner or something. That'd be nice. And which yeah. reminds me, uh, four boys. I don't know if they're listening right now, but shout out to four boys, man, and that whole crew. They're awesome. Um, yes, Lori and Barry and everybody at yeah, the four boys like racing. Was, um, that's that's some southern hospitality. Let me tell you, like uh, I've never seen two boys that are like just so. Uh, I don't know that are so smart, like, and they're, you're young, but like business oriented, like, um, and their mom, man, she's great. Um, that, that's a, that's a powerhouse down there. And that, and I got to meet them down there and I'm like, I would have never thought that that would be even be possible, you know, and, and we're just driving and doing our own thing and they're doing, you know, their own thing. And, but we're all the same and that's what's, you know, and we come together and, um, it's cool, man. I, I, I live for that. And, you know, Bob would be a great addition, I think, you know, and uh, kind of show him the ropes. I don't know if he's been in any trade show with this stuff or whatever, but man, if it is your first, well, you're in good hand, let me tell you. Yeah, we try to do our best for sure. Yeah. 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 So, Bob, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> well, I know, um, you know, we had a new product. I mean, you brought your new products down and that was that was really was great for the show. It was great for the racers. It was great for yeah. you. Um, yeah. It was a win across the board. I, you know, I know another new product that really came out last year was a uh, pop bit and yeah. yeah. And I know Tommy did really well with pop bit, you know, coming to the cars racing show. Great way to get great? his. Yeah. It was his first trade show. Great. Yeah. He had, had just really released it. And so, uh, so yeah, that was, I, I love new products. I mean, I just, I love, love, love new products. Um, and people who are just getting started and all of that is, is right in yeah. my wheelhouse for sure. Well, I think, I think what it is, man, it's like 
us racers, we're all blue collar people really. And, and uh, we're all do it yourselfers and we all know what it costs uh, to make X, Y, or Z. And it's like, um, you know, lots of times well, I'll just do it myself, which is awesome. And then you get, um, you get a little drive from that and it's like, Oh wait, I got a little bit of traction from that, you know? And um, it just, um, everybody's so close from, um, or everybody has their own really good idea. And I just feel like they really just show people, you know, like bring it out to people, you know, and, and uh, there's room enough for everybody. And that's what um, actually Cody King told me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carlis, he's been, um, I don't know, just an inspiration, if you will, to me, like with, or just, um, just kind words, you know? It, um, yeah. Yeah. Know, he wouldn't, you know, he's whatever my competitor, but, um, I don't really have any competition and, and I say that like non-pompously or whatever, but, no. um, uh, there's room enough for everybody for sure. And that's, he told me that before I even started racing or started Hubco at PRI. And I was just asking about the list and stuff being a little freak probably, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, but that, that stuff right there, man, I appreciate that. And I never forget that. And, uh, and if I can help anybody wise words of wisdom like that to anybody else man i hope i can because that 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 little stuff like that it's free and it um goes a long way for sure oh i believe um one one thousand percent for sure that you know there's enough out there for all of us and i i would prefer to be you know buds with you know anybody who would be deemed my quote-unquote competition i'd rather compare notes with them And so, you know, I don't, I don't run a cutthroat business. There's, there's plenty of other businesses out there. If you want to be cutthroat, go somewhere else. I mean, you know, I think the racing community at large that there's, oh, there's plenty of drama, but at the end of the day, we all stick together. Yeah. I I stay away from that drama. It's it's poison, man. It it can, uh, I try. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just, uh, just, yeah. Poisons the whole atmosphere and it, it really just ruins ruins intentions and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Stay away, stay alive. Yes. Yes. That's a really good way. So I try to be nice all the time now. So, (laughs) and, and Mike is here. He's saying hi, Kate and Luke. What's up? Yeah. So do you have any new, any sneak peek, any new things that um, are on the horizon? Uh, Yeah. Yes and no. Um, Something in production in, uh, like prototyping or you're just not going to let us know yeah. until like the show. Yeah. You'll see it at the show. Okay, cool. Yeah, I always like to bring a little, some, some little, some, some special to the show. Um, yeah. We're always at the same spot every time. Um, same hotel, all that kind of I'm <laughs> comfort kind of thing. man. it's, uh, yeah, yeah no. It's, oh, it's and me. it's cold in Michigan in January. And now you never really quite know what's going to be in North Carolina, but it's not going to be as cold as Michigan. That's yeah. <laughs> that's so nice there's really no snow down there and I'm, there's only been one time where it was like uh 65 and that was i was in shorts man it was it was like i was in florida Great. <laughs> yeah we're not too far we're not too far you just never really quite know it's yeah. uh yeah it, it it's just good if it doesn't rain because it rains here all the time so mm. yeah at least for three of the seasons it doesn't really rain as much in the winter time but uh, yeah i think i mean north carolina would be sweet you got the mountains you got the ocean you got racing Mm-hmm. Uh, good weather yeah man i need to good people yeah 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 southern hospitality mm-hmm. well, that's southern to me that's probably not really are you good you consider yourself southern i'm not from north carolina i live here but um i i will i you, think you live in the south i i live in the south but i grew up in the midwest so mm-hmm. i mean i'll never be a native southerner they'll never sure. accept me so <laughs> <laughs> And that barbecue down there is really good too. Oh, absolutely. Carolina barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, so the, the girls who work for me, uh, so Tori, she is definitely from here and has that like Southern Appalachian accent. Really? And then, uh, Danielle's more from like South Carolina, like near Charleston. Mm. So, uh, you know, they're both like real Southern, um, like legit. And yeah. Yeah, I just I just live here. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. just just rent and spend space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do, I do love living. I I love living down here. I really I really do. Oh, I um, yeah, and being so close to everything. I mean, I I live in the middle of nowhere, but um, even in the middle of nowhere, I'm only an hour from like three different places or yep. 
three or four. So I'm only like an hour from Spartanburg, an hour and a half from Greenville, um, South Carolina. I'm an hour from Asheville, hour from Charlotte and an hour from Hickory. So, so yeah, I'm yeah, just, that's not I'm, bad. no, no. So I'm, I'm more in the foothills is where, is where I live. Yeah. So, oh, so I can get to the mountains well. pretty easily a little bit farther from the coast. You know, I'm in way Western North Carolina, you know, almost to South Carolina, but yeah. um, you know, and two hours from Tennessee, it's a, it's a great little, yeah. Great little, great little spot to live. I like it. Yep. Now, where are you at in Michigan? Uh, in Grand Rapids. So right by Lake Michigan. Oh, uh, so like Kaiser manufacturing is about 30 minutes from me lane automotive. Okay. Is, uh, about 45 the other direction from me. Um, nice. Yeah, so it's and water uh, let. Yeah, <laughs> I order a lot of stuff from Motor State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's really close, which is which is pretty cool. And uh, you know, Lake Michigan. It's it's weird, man. It's like I I would say I want to live like I would like to have a house on the lake or water, you know, mm-hmm. um, or you know, ocean would be great. But like, I don't spend enough time in Lake Michigan. I don't you know see a need to live by the ocean. But Lake Michigan's cool. You got the dunes and stuff. Yeah, but Lake Michigan, it almost must be in like an ocean because it's just big. It's Dude, a there's big a salt lake. mine underneath Lake Michigan. And I oh. think Lake Huron, huge salt mine. Wow. Like they drive like huge bulldozer trucks under there. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Someday I'll have a lake house. That's my that's my dream. I know, and right? I see so we got a couple more comments. So Shane says, Great podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank Shoot. you to both of us. What kind of dog you got there? Yeah. Oh, let me see here. Um, I can't quite tell there. So Shane, you have to tell us what kind of dog you've got there. Yeah. And then uh, Mike says, uh, yeah, we're all an hour from somewhere. (laughs) I think in Michigan, if you're, if you're in Michigan, you're like 90 miles anywhere in Michigan from a um, great lake. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a cool, it's like 90 miles or something like that. Don't quote me. I should ask Chat GPT, but <laughs> right uh, yeah, Chat GPT, the geography yeah, expert of the day. That's my new Google. <laughs> yeah, well, I like to say, like in life, there's multiple right answers. There's some that are clearly wrong, but there's multiple yeah, right. right answers. Yeah. Um, I, I think Chat GPT really takes that to heart because you know, sometimes you know, I'm sure you've seen. I don't like to see when technology is misused, like on purpose. You know, I, I know you have to break it and stuff to find out what its limits are, but yeah. I don't like when people are just like disingenuous with their testing of it, but I do. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. trying to get it to the limits. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, you've got like some of those, uh, like there's that, there was like a lawyer in like Brazil or Ecuador who had chat GBT, right. His whole argument. And, uh, Oh really? Yeah. Except for he was citing cases that didn't exist because ChatGPT made them up. Yo, <laughs> what a dummy! That'll burn you. Yeah, there's like a financial guru that was, uh, you know, because any financials, you know, stocks, things like that, it's yeah. all two years behind, so you can't use it for that. Yeah. Um, but you know, was just you know experimenting, you know, like write a blog post, you know, give me like three good book recommendations for financials. And like all three titles, like none of them existed. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, but but I think it goes to another level when people like try to create like this whole relationship with like the Chat GBT and like, yeah, you will whole, call me king. <laughs> yeah, like you know you're you're gonna leave your wife and you know we're gonna run off together. I'm like, you know, journalist, how did you get there from here? Because yeah, you know, right. I just want it to like write a social media post. Yeah. You know, seriously, or like a yeah. caption for a photo. Like, why are you? I mean, just why would you go down that road? Is yeah. something That's I don't good, understand. Man. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, gotcha. Well, any final thoughts for folks? Um, kind of wrapping things up here. I'll just say, uh, just stay curious. Just, uh, it's all about lifestyle design. Do what you uh, find out what you want to do and go do it. That's it. Oh. That's uh that's the crucial thing. Just figure it out, man. There's, there's so many ways, um, figure out what you want to do and go do it. I love it. And, uh, let people know where they can find you, you know, your website and your social media channels. Yeah. So it's uh, hubcolifts.com and, uh, hubco under hub, hubco underscore lifts on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So just, we could probably look up Hubco and get there. And yeah, that dog, uh, he's a, he's a healer. And a couple weeks ago, they got a Corgi female puppy. Oh, oh, cool. oh that'd be fun. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. That's our final comment of the night. But uh, yeah. So when you're on TikTok, you can just type that in and, and look for you there. Yeah. Anytime you want to call or uh, just chat or have uh, ideas or questions or just, uh, yeah, I'm just, just me and the dog here and uh, I'm, I don't bite and I just uh, like to talk to my customers, I guess. I don't know. Well, cool thing. And uh, you, you can stay on for just a second here. I'm going to wrap sure. things up. And uh, I want to thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Of course, you can find us on iTunes or you can look up racinginsiderspodcast.com. It'll take you right over to Spotify and you can listen to any on your podcast platforms or you can find us on YouTube or on Facebook. And that is under the crate insider since that's my other business and i didn't have the forethought to make a racing insiders one but on crate insiders facebook and youtube is where you can find this podcast and you can join me live every monday night generally except for like last monday um at 7 p.m eastern so thanks for watching and we'll look forward to seeing you guys in another episode <laughs> bye See you guys.